0: in ranchester the holiday season is upon us and the wyoming beer distributors association would like to remind you to enjoy your favorite alcoholic beverage responsibly if you've had too much to drink don't drive if you host a party be the perfect host to make sure your guests don't drive with one too many under their belt drinking and driving just don't mix the wyoming beer distributors wish everyone a happy and safe holiday season this message sponsored by the wyoming beer distributors association the wyoming association of broadcasters and this state Midas is rolling out a special this holiday season, which means big savings to you. Check out these amazing offers. Shocks and struts, buy three, get one free with lifetime warranty. Ironman Man car tires as low as 79 bucks, and truck tires 149 bucks. Midas has brake specials, $20 off oil change, and to top it all off, a 12-month no-interest financing with a Midas card. Gear up for a magical season with a few more bucks in your pocket at Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan delicious mcdonald's deals are now more fun more accessible and better than ever through
1: the mcdonald's mobile app download the mcdonald's app join my mcdonald's rewards to get your free large fries with a one dollar minimum purchase plus when you join my mcdonald's rewards you start earning points on every eligible order points you can put towards more free food just order relax and enjoy go to the google play or apple app store download the mcdonald's mobile app and start saving download it now The grand reopening of Legacy Diamond and Gems with their total store remodel is complete and better than ever. With Christmas just around the corner, stop into their exquisitely remodeled store and see the latest jewelry designs. Legacy Diamond and Gems, where quality jewelry at an affordable price is always in style. Their staff of jewelry professionals are always ready to assist you in finding that perfect gift of fine jewelry that says, I love you. Legacy Diamond and Gems. 11 North Main Street, downtown Sheridan.
2: If you're looking for a little extra sports coverage in life, you should check out the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast hosted by me, James Timberlake. Every week, we break down some of the biggest stories in the sports world, as well as some other topics along the way, and we'll maybe talk about something random, like how mind-blowing the invention of shoelaces must have been when they first came out. Who knows? For all of your sports jargon, and maybe a little extra, check out the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, posted every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts, or on SheridanMedia.com, presented by Jack and Kathleen at 307 Real Estate and Alpine Climate Control.
0: This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE, that's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good
3: morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I'm doing the show remotely this morning. My wife has unfortunately tested positive for COVID, and although I am vaccinated, we're taking some precautionary measures to ensure the safety of my guests and my co workers. My guest this morning, there in the studio, is public information specialist for the Wyoming Game and Fish, Christina Schmidt. Good morning, Christina, and please forgive my absence from the studio.
4: Oh, good morning, Floyd. No problem. How have you been? I've been well. How are you, aside from your current situation? (laughs) I'm actually doing okay.
3: Uh, Went to bed with a little bit of a headache last night, but uh, uh, I haven't uh, been able to actually test myself as of yet. Uh, My wife and I usually keep some COVID tests around, and this morning... We just wanted to be absolutely sure. So when she tested positive, she used the second test. So I got something I got to go do today and pick some stuff up. Uh, wearing a mask, of course. Now, I'm, I'm not a big fan of having to do the show over the phone, but uh, I didn't have to make the drive this morning. Um, and, Christina, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about, and this is something that you had brought up as well, I usually see anywhere from two to three deer in the morning. And those are usually kind of hanging out on the side of the freeway, off the side of the highways, but there's always usually one that didn't quite make it. Have we seen a lot of collisions this year?
4: Unfortunately, this time of year, we usually always see an uptick in collisions, um, and that's due to shorter daylight hours, And people commuting, you know, in those low light, early morning, early evening hours when animals are also more active. So everyone's kind of moving around along the highways at the same time. And, and yeah, it it does unfortunately result in in a higher number of collisions for sure.
3: So we actually do see an uptick every year about this time?
4: Yeah, yeah, that... um, we do. Um, and, and like you said, I, you know, I have a long commute every day and, and I also see deer along the roadway quite regularly. So I, I'm, I'm that slow driver that everyone's mad at (laughs) with people backed up behind me. But, uh, you know, I I know that there's certain places along my route where I'm pretty much guaranteed to see some deer hanging around the road. And I've had a couple close calls already this year.
3: You know, on that same thought, Uh, There are certain spots that I know uh, they're going to be hanging out as well. There's actually a couple bucks who have been hanging out up here in Buffalo over by the exit, the first exit from Sheridan. And those two are usually kind of hanging out right there by the side in the bar ditch. Something unusual uh, on my commute home, I think it was about a week ago, I ended up seeing a doe in the middle of the freeway between the two lanes. And she seemed pretty comfortable there. Uh, So I just kept thinking to myself, man, that's got to be just a dangerous spot to want to go eat. Now, what if someone hits a deer and the impact does not kill the animal? What can we do?
4: Well, we have uh, personnel available 24 hours a day to respond to that exact situation uh people do ask pretty regularly you know if i do hit a deer and it's injured can i euthanize it myself and the answer is no it is not legal to euthanize uh, an injured big game animal like that like a deer uh and, and that's for a couple reasons legal and safety um you know legally you're you know folks are required to have a license to kill a big game animal uh, it's also illegal to shoot on or from or across a roadway. Uh, and then safety reasons, of course, you know, these accidents often happen in the evening. So, uh, you know, being out in traffic, trying to address this, you have an animal that's scared and maybe trying to get up and run. It it, it just does create some safety issues. Uh, so we do have personnel, uh, Game and Fish personnel, specific ones who are permitted uh, to do this. Kind of work, uh, respond to these calls. So they do have a permit to do it. Uh, they have emergency lights on their vehicle to alert drivers. Um, so just, you know, some, some things legal and, and safety wise that uh, the, the public is not allowed to euthanize these animals. Instead, please call the regional office, you know, during regular office hours. Someone's always there Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. They will get in contact with the nearest personnel who could respond. And if it's after hours, you can call the Stop Poaching Hotline uh, 24 hours a day, or a local other local law enforcement agency. Uh, they will get the message to the right person. Uh, it's really important, as best you can, to get an exact location. You know, and I know this is tough in the evenings, especially if it's actually dark. But having a good location will help the the responding. Uh, personnel find that animal faster. So as detailed a location as you can get, what side of the road, is it right in the road, did it get away more towards the fence, all of that information will be helpful.
3: Now, I I do know that uh, there was a bill passed not very long ago that allows us to harvest usable parts of the animal. In that situation, while we're contacting Uh, The proper authorities come finish the animal out. Does that also apply in that situation where after I've hit the deer, uh, the personnel comes out, euthanizes the animal, can I still register to take usable parts of that animal?
4: Well, yeah, a couple of different scenarios here. If, if if you are still at the scene, you could have that discussion with the personnel who responds. Uh, if the animal is deceased, uh, which a lot of times that does happen where the animal is killed uh, rather instantly. If the animal is deceased, you can use the Y.511 app to report it or collect it as roadkill. So that app... A lot of folks already have on their phone to look at, you know, road conditions and things like that. Within that app, there is an option to report roadkill. So, if the animal is deceased, you do want to keep part of it, um, you know, part of the meat, the antlers, uh, anything like that. You must go through that app and get permission prior to collecting the animal. So, the app will take you through a series of questions. To see where you are, what animal you hit, you know, just a series of questions to get some details. And then if everything is approved, you will get digital permission at that time and you can collect the animal. couple things, again, for safety reasons, uh, you know, this law was written with safety in mind. So you are not allowed to collect roadkill. So the app will deny you permission, you know, if you're on an interstate, or if you're in a construction zone, some of these, uh, scenarios. Um, but, uh, once you do go through it, if you get permission, you do have to take the animal in its entirety. So if you just want the animal or excuse me, the antlers, you do still have to to collect the entire animal. Um, or again, if you want portions of meat, uh, whatever salvageable, you can, take the whole animal home, salvage what you can, and then you do need to follow proper carcass disposal rules at that point and get whatever is remaining into an approved landfill.
3: Okay. So if we, that's pretty black and white right there. If we're going to accidentally hit an animal, make sure that we're using that app, make sure that the proper authorizations are given. And it's all got to be removed. You are claiming responsibility for the entire carcass at that point. Correct. Okay. Now, speaking of carcasses, uh, Game and Fish has – well, before I go on to that, I want to talk about something It's a little on the funny side. Uh, It's a little not because it's got to be torture for these poor things. But the Game and Fish has received word on a couple animals, mostly deer, I think, that have been entangled with Christmas lights and other such things. Can you tell me about this?
4: Yeah, we have responded to reports of deer in Sheridan that have um, entanglements or items stuck in their antlers. So as personnel have responded to all of the reports, we have identified three different deer that have Christmas lights entangled in their antlers and one deer that has a soccer net entangled in its antlers. So we do get these types of reports. Uh, Again, that tends to go up this time of year, but throughout the year um, at different times we can get reports you know, right now, Christmas lights are, are seem to be uh, what we're getting the most reports about. But definitely deer caught in tomato cages, twine, uh, you know, baling twine, things like that. So unfortunately, all kinds of entanglements. But uh, currently, we have four deer with some sort of um, item entangled in their antlers. And personnel have responded to all of them. So they go and check each animal to make sure that that entanglement is not impairing them in any way, either their ability to eat or move. Of course, you know, if you think of a deer stuck in a tomato cage, um, that's really going to restrict their movement. So in that case, they do uh, immobilize and the animal and remove um, that item. However, in these cases so far, every time personnel have gone and looked, the animals are not uh, being impacted health-wise. So if that changes, you know, definitely we ask the public if if you see something a little different or if it turns out there's another animal that uh, comes up with uh, lights or something similar on their antlers, do give a call. Personnel do go and look every time just to make sure that the animal can still safely get around and and do the things it needs to do. Uh, Eventually those usually fall off on their own or, of course their antlers will shed and and everything will come off. In fact, one of those deer has already shed one antler, so uh, the entanglement is just on one side.
3: So as long as the animal can continue its day-to-day processes, we don't like to interfere.
4: That's correct. Um, immobilizing an animal carries risks, so personnel make that decision on you know a case-by-case basis. So if there's not a, a need health wise to to do that they refrain and again just kind of keep an eye on the animal make sure something doesn't change Uh, but in the meantime if they're able to get around it is best just to let them do that
3: and of course when the antlers fall off uh eventually so will the item correct and so it's probably best to just kind of leave them alone uh now That's actually fascinating, because I've seen some animals like that as well. Uh, Maybe something just dangling off to the side, not uh, creating a problem for them. Eh, A little side decoration, we'll call it. Uh, Just out there having a happy holiday, right? All right, on that, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to have more with the Wyoming Game and Fish Department right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930K, are we? At 103.9 FM, Sheridan.
0: Are you ready to make this holiday season truly merry and bright? Look no further than First Federal Bank & Trust for our exclusive holiday CD special.
1: For a limited time, enjoy a fantastic 5.38% annual percentage yield on their three-month CD special with no minimum deposit required. That's right, $0 to get started.
0: Or if you're looking to make a grand investment, we're offering a remarkable 5.48% APY for those who open with $250,000 or more.
1: Don't wait. This holiday CD special won't last long.
0: Visit us online at efirstfederal.bank, member FDIC.
1: Hi Danielle.
3: Happy holidays. I'm so excited to perform at the Wire Theatre with you this December.
0: Oh me too. I love Frank Sinatra. Christmas My Way a Sinatra Holiday Bash is the perfect way to celebrate the holidays.
3: And with our amazing team we'll be just like the Rat Pack crooning on the wire stage and the Rat Pack was definitely not for kids.
0: (laughs) Swinging carols, singing standards, every single one recorded by Old Blue Eyes himself.
3: He sang so many great tunes. This is going to be a night to remember.
0: Don't miss out on the singinest, swinginest Christmas of all. Christmas My Way, a Sinatra Holiday Bash, December 15th through the 17th at the Wyo Theatre.
3: Tickets at wyotheater.com.
5: If you
1: think the only job at the radio station is in front of a microphone, you're missing on some great opportunities. Shared Media has positions in many areas, including advertising sales, sports, promotions, business administration, and engineering. Find out about career opportunities by visiting the Broadcasters Virtual Job Fair beginning December 11th and running through December 15th. Go to broadcastersvirtualjobfair.com. This job fair will provide information about jobs available in the broadcast industry, as well as specific positions at Sheridan Media. You'll have the opportunity to apply for great jobs online and begin your career in Wyoming's exciting broadcast industry. Cyberspace is never limited. So stop by the Wyoming Broadcasters Job Fair, sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. BroadcastersVirtualJobFair.com. That's BroadcastersVirtualJobFair.com dot com.
0: It's time again
1: for Letters to Me. Just click on the Santa Letter button in Contests and Promotions on SheridanMedia.com. Type in your child's letter to me, and every Friday morning, Santa will read the letters received that week live during the 7 a.m. hour on the Tommy and Belle Coyote Morning Show. One good little boy and girl will be chosen to receive a special toy courtesy of Kids Curious. Thanks to Buckingham Lumber, Jack and Kathleen Wood of 307 Real Estate, and Sheridan Media for this special hotline to Santa. Ho, ho, ho!
2: Good
3: morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I'm speaking with Christina Schmidt. She's our public information specialist with the Wyoming Game and Fish up here in the Sheridan region. Now, big carcass dumpsters have been available all hunting season in various locations around the region. Uh, I do believe that this is something that a a third party provides for us. Christina, are we seeing those getting a lot of use?
4: Yes, this is the third year that we have had these available, and you are correct. Um, Past couple years, we've had financial support uh, from Bowhunters of Wyoming and the Mule Deer Foundation to uh, help provide these uh, game and fish also is paying for the uh, dumpster between Dayton and Ranchester this year. And then down in Buffalo, again, for several years, the Bureau of Land Management has provided a couple carcass dumpsters in the Buffalo area. So it has been a really good success. We've seen a lot of use with these dumpsters and um, and and not a lot of misuse. So not a lot of you know, residential or other inappropriate trash going into these dumpsters. They, for the most part, are being used for what they are intended to be used for.
3: Well, that's fantastic to hear. And I know it's really got to be saving a lot of headache later on down the line. I myself have written more than one story. Uh, I've i have had an individual walk into the newspaper that I used to work at around here and tell a story about how their bar ditch, that uh, on the road that leads to their home, had been used as a dump site for multiple carcasses, and I could not imagine having to drive past that every single day. Plus, the health hazards that come with that, especially when we're looking at chronic wasting disease.
4: Exactly, and and so these dumpsters do provide. Uh a couple purposes yes um uh, helps facilitate you know illegal dumping of of carcasses along roadways or on public lands and things like that but certainly in in terms of reducing the potential spread of chronic wasting disease these are a big help so there are transport and disposal rules in place and have been for many years for um deer elk moose carcasses and how to properly dispose of them and these dumpsters do help uh, provide folks a way to do that properly and the intention is an infected carcass Can potentially spread chronic wasting disease environmentally so getting those carcasses off the landscape and into an approved landfill uh, really is a help so Legally, if you harvest an animal, once you've removed all of the uh, edible portions of meat as required by law, you can leave that carcass in the field where it was harvested because that's where the animal was naturally moving. Once you remove that animal from the field to take it home and process or anything like that, you do at that point need to get it into an approved landfill and not go dispose of it somewhere else because you are potentially moving Uh, that disease to a different location. So providing these dumpsters just uh, is a great way. Like you said, it helps address uh, dumping of carcasses along roadways, but also has a a component of helping prevent uh, the spread of chronic wasting disease. So that being said, uh, these were all put out around the 1st of October and have been used all through the hunting season. Now that hunting seasons are winding down, The dumpster on Highway 14 between Dayton and Ranchester will be removed this coming Friday. After that, folks can still take carcasses to the Sheridan landfill free of charge. Uh, The landfill has been very supportive and it's a great opportunity. So again, please still get those carcasses into a landfill. There just won't be a carcass dumpster available after Friday. Down in Buffalo, they've placed two carcass dumpsters the past few years, one at Petrified Tree area and one west of Buffalo. Uh, The one near Petrified Tree has already been removed. The one west of Buffalo um, on one of the pullouts there on Highway 16, it will remain in place through the end of December. So uh, a bit more time for the one down in Buffalo.
3: When uh, when does our last hunting season close?
4: Well, there are some uh, Dauphin deer seasons still going for another couple of days. And then in some hunt areas, uh, there are still some antlerless elk uh, licenses available, valid through the end of the year. So uh, definitely still got a couple more weeks.
5: Now, do
3: you see, and maybe this is just going to be an anecdotal answer, which is fine by me, do you see this dumpster program continuing for the foreseeable future?
4: Yeah, I it like I said it's been very successful. Uh hunters seem to appreciate it, use it. Uh we have good compliance uh with folks not using it for for inappropriate uses. So I I think it's been a great success and and certainly um you know, the other places that have have done it have had good success as well. So as, as far as I know, we will definitely try to continue to offer this.
3: Well, it's fantastic to hear. Now I'm going to switch gears on you with the closing of hunt seasons. Uh, every year, Game and Fish sends out hunter surveys. Christina, have all of these gone out yet? And if not, what when should we expect them?
4: Yeah, I think pretty much everyone has received a hunter harvest survey if you're going to get one either via email or mail and these go out annually and they have for many many years these are questionnaires uh, mailed out to uh, license holders during the hunting season they ask several questions about the hunt and so it's a you know what species you hunted how many days you hunted were you successful or not what gender animal you harvested all of that This is all really good biological data for our wildlife managers to get and analyze. So these are very important. Um, In fact, I was looking through some old annual reports the other day, um, I think from the 70s, and they were referencing these hunter harvest surveys. So they've been going on for a long time. Important data. Uh, If you get one, please do fill it out. Uh, Wait until, uh, like I said, there's still a, a... Few late seasons going on if you still have a tag and you are still hunting please wait to fill that out and send it back after you have finished hunting or if you have a license and you know in the next two weeks you're not going to be able to go go ahead and fill it out and send it back in but if you're still going out hunting wait until you finish get that filled out send it back to us uh, as quick as you can it really is valuable information one question we do get from folks Uh, sometimes we'll get a call saying, hey, I didn't get my survey this year. And that's because with the thousands of deer, elk, and antelope licenses that are are issued every year, they only send out the surveys to a percentage of license holders rather than every single one. So if you've received, you know, one in the past or maybe you've received one three years in a row, didn't get one this year, um, that is actually just because you weren't randomly selected uh, to receive one this year. So that being said... Since not everyone receives a survey, it is all that much more important that the folks who do get one uh, send it back as soon as you can.
3: Absolutely. And and uh, one last question, um, and maybe you, you touched on this a little bit, but if I don't harvest an animal, I still want to sit down and fill that survey out, right?
4: Yes, that is still valuable information. Yes, just like at a check station, uh, you know, when we have those set up during the fall, When folks come through, if they don't have an animal, that's still good information for our managers to hear. You know, in that situation, they'll have a conversation with the hunter. Where were you at? How long you've been hunting? Things like that. This survey uh, basically fills in that same kind of information in written format. So it is still important if you don't harvest an animal, if you didn't have success, please note that.
3: All right, Christina, I want to thank you for coming in this morning, and thank you for your patience dealing with my current situation, my friend. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. You as well. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with the Sheridan Community Land Trust. You're listening to Public Pulse, on 930 KROE, and 103.9 FF
6: Sheridan.
1: First, Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Share to Media. As part of their community commitment, Compass Center for Families is receiving these funds for random drawing.
2: Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank & Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC.
0: A leader in sports medicine, Sheridan Orthopedic Associates is thrilled to announce their new, highly skilled, and fellowship-trained podiatrist, Dr. Daniel Peterson, DPM. Dr. Peterson specializes in advanced foot and ankle reconstruction and and has successfully performed thousands of procedures. He'll be seeing patients in January so you can get back to doing the things you love pain-free. Schedule your appointment at SheridanOrtho.com. Discover the difference with Sheridan Orthopedics.
7: Shan Foster with the Country Pet In talks about dog training and behavioral issues that dog owners may be experiencing. If the dog's not listening to you consistently and with distractions, it's not trained. And most people say, well, my dog's trained. It can sit, it downs, it comes when I call it. But what about when Joe Squirrel runs by? What about when that semi comes by honking its horn? Well, those are the things that I train for in real life. Most of the time, it's all through basic obedience. Now, by doing that, you take care of a lot of the behavioral issues. Shyness issues, aggression issues, possession issues. When you put that dog in that mode or the dog understands its role, a lot of those things go away. Whether your dog has obedience issues where it doesn't listen to you or come to you when you call it, stealing food from the table, excessive barking, aggression issues, you name it, we'll work together to solve it. I help people understand their dog. I'm very fond of that. If you want to get a hold of me, go to countrypetin.com or call 674 8582. It's time once again for Moss Holders Design Center's Snowflake Sale. Here's how it works.
2: Stop by Moss Holders, choose the items you want to buy, and then you'll get to draw for a discount. Every customer will receive at least 10% off, but several customers will get 15, 25, and 30% off their purchases. One lucky customer will draw our 50% snowflake, receiving half off their entire sale. Let Moss Holders add some fun to your Christmas shopping this year. Moss Holders Snowflake Sale runs through December 23rd. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion.
1: Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet is on the fast track to expansion and the Collision Center is growing like never before and they need a skilled auto body technician. Are you passionate about vehicles? Can you tackle repairs on all makes and models? They're searching for the best of the best. Benefits include health, dental, vision, 401k with employer match, paid holidays and vacations. If you've got three to five years of automotive collision experience, Wearing's wants to hear from you. Ready to take your career to the next level? Apply in person at Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet East Stalger.
3: Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting for the second part of our show this morning. I am joined by Sheridan Community Land Trust Executive Director Brad Bauer and the Director of Marketing and Development, Mr. Chris Verba. Good morning, gentlemen, and I apologize for not being able to be there in the studio with you.
6: Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't seen you for a long time, Floyd. It was nice to get the chance to see you, but hey, this is uh, second best here. So yeah, thanks for having us.
3: Yeah, going to have to be a bit over the phone. I do apologize. Uh, The situation is just one of those where we don't want to put anyone at risk. I know you guys feel the exact same about this uh, whole COVID thing that we're not out of the woods just yet. Chris, how you been?
5: Well, I've been doing pretty good, Floyd, but um, I'm disappointed that I, I just get to talk to disembodied voice of Floyd and, <laughs> know, and miss your corporeal form. <laughs> yeah,
3: I really do prefer to be there in the studio, and uh, it has been a while since we've gotten to see each other. And I would have liked to see you before the holidays, but we'll have to, we'll have to make do with what we've got. Brad, how's the holiday season been for every, everyone down at the Land Trust this year?
6: I think it's been pretty good. I think, uh, you know, we have a, a, a full team at this point. There's, uh, there's six of us there now, Floyd. There's, we have a, a person in each of our mission areas, so there's somebody working on conservation, there's somebody working on uh, historic preservation and stories of history, and there's somebody working on uh, leading our recreation program. And then there's just Chris and I and our operations manager that just kind of twiddle our thumbs all day as well, just to you know get, get in the way.
5: I'm like the rug and Lebowski; I really tie it together. <laughs>
3: there you go, exactly, exactly. And how does that feel now, Brad? Having a full team to coordinate all these uh, things that the land trust has been really working on.
6: Yeah, it's awesome. You know, I can. Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
6: It's 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 just. Um, Inspiring to see what the community support has been able to help us create with the community, Um, you know, really just a testament how much people care about this this place that we call home. Um, You know, having all this, having this additional staff there as part of the team just means that we can uh, accomplish all that much more together. You know, each each program manager is very busy, uh, you know, chasing projects and creating opportunities for, community members to participate, community members to volunteer, uh, and for us to to contribute to, I guess, our overall landscape of just um, uh, amazing places and amazing opportunities.
5: And, you know, speaking of those amazing places and amazing opportunities, you were asking how the holidays have been to us, Floyd. And, you know, we had one of the greatest gifts we could get this Thanksgiving, and that. Is the Stalindo Ranch Conservation easement?
6: Yeah, that's This
3: is the new conservation.
6: Yeah, that—that's you know they don't happen real often. They, there's a lot of uh, uh, time and energy, a lot of uh, effort that has to be put into to securing one of these agreements. Um, and and when they do happen, uh, it's always cause for celebration. This is a really neat project, Floyd. It's uh, just a little bit east northeast of Sheridan. Um, this family decided that they uh, were, were going to take the opportunity with their uh, ranch and with the conservation easement, the voluntary conservation agreement, to stitch, get, stitch back together uh, a bunch of parcels. So the, the area had been uh, subdivided and it was going to be slated to be uh, some homes, which uh, are certainly important to have in our area as well. But this family decided to, to take the tool, to use the tool uh, to make that as a, to Put put the property back together essentially so that it can continue to be a working ranch, uh, working wildlife habitat for generations to come. And it's kind of neat because it, it it bumps right up against some state property too. So there's there's this nice uh, added effect that it uh, enhances that as well.
3: Well, that's fantastic to hear that this family got together and I imagine had to purchase these other parcels to put it all back together, kind of like a uh, one of those big patch blankets, you know, Yeah. Uh, getting everything settled back in. How long did it take to get this accomplished?
6: Well, these, these projects can take fairly long. Um, some of them can take up to five years. This property, this project was on the shorter end. Uh, I think we were able to complete this project in six months, so... That this was the book end on the short end of, of how quick some of these agreements can happen um, when the when I guess the stars all align and the opportunity is is there for us and and having that uh, full team having Megan Kent our conservation director uh, and all other program managers it just that just demonstrates how much quicker we can do some of these projects that otherwise would have been um, you know I could have got to it in between uh, dusting the floors and cleaning the toilets in the <laughs> office. So, yeah, it was uh, it was just, it was really fun that we were able to accomplish it so quickly for the community. You know, in Floyd, in talking with the family,
5: they, you know, one thing they said was real important to them uh, was being able to maintain the agricultural heritage of that land. Uh, mm-hmm. And so by being able to stitch those parcels back together, they're going to be able to keep uh, traditional haying on that land as well as grazing. And so the really cool part about that is these parcels of land are also in uh, year-round pronghorn habitat as well as mule deer overwintering land. And so they also value that component because they love the wildlife that are out there and they want to make sure not only can the, the agricultural components, the working ranch element of that land be maintained. But they also want to be able to make sure the wildlife that utilize that land as well have a place to feed, breed, and rear their young. And when they need to, in the case of those mule deer, be able to move across that land as the seasons change.
3: Absolutely. And and for those uh, listeners who may be hearing about these conservation ships uh, for, the, for the first time, Chris, would you tell people and and Brad, if you can answer this, uh, uh, more thoroughly, that's fine. Uh, the protections that this, uh, these conservations give to people and the land that they're trying to conserve.
6: Yeah. Primarily, uh, Chris and Floyd, um, uh, these agreements, you know, they're voluntary families are entering into them, uh, by their, by their own choice. and, and, what the the agreements uh allow for you to do is is a lot of the historic uses of the property so you can continue to farm and ranch it you continue to uh build fences and and irrigate um what it's primarily precluding is is the the parcelling out of that property so it keeps it as a larger intact property that makes it it uh easier for uh, economically viable agriculture to continue on the property it makes it easier for our wildlife species to continue to utilize that property. Those properties are uh, great resources for uh, water and water quality, so it 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 allows those properties to be um, also you know part of our viewshed, part of our landscape that we call our Sheridan area. Uh, it, it contributes to that wide open appeal that I think many of us enjoy when we when we think about uh home, when we think about Wyoming. Th- Absolutely.
5: Well, and the nice part about that is that's fantastic values for the family, but it's also important values for us here as residents of Sheridan County, or quite frankly anyone passing through. You know, by being able to have that property still uh be able to to raise wildlife You know, in this case, mule deer, pronghorn, and a whole host of other plant and animal species. There's, you know, uh, water habitat uh, between a handful of ponds as well as some ephemeral streams that run through the property. There's some hardwoods on the land. so you have all these different potential uses for, you know, birds, wildlife, small mammals, plants, insects. There's so much that ties our ecological communities together uh, from what you can see. And then by being able to connect it directly to existing state land, it gives you an even larger swath for those animals to be able to live in and inhabit.
3: Now, when we look at the time frame that these uh, conservation ships actually protect this land, what are we looking at? Is this kind of a forever deal?
6: Yeah, exactly. These are, uh, the, the language is in perpetuity. So the, um, the, the, these families that, uh, decide to go into these agreements with the Sheridan community land trust. Um, we, we have a duty to ensure that agreement is, 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 uh, honored for generations to come. And, uh, recently the land trust was accredited, um, by uh, a national body that uh uh supports that uh that we are following industry best practices when it comes to developing these agreements but also then stewarding those agreements for forever so uh a team member of the land trust uh generally visits each of these properties every year and 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 that team member used to be me and then sometimes it still is and and i often thought of those visits as Yes, you're you're checking on the agreement to make sure that the um, uh, the the, uh, the terms of the agreement are being honored, but you're also helping those families. I always thought of myself more as an extension agent when I was visiting these properties and you know, uh, sharing new ideas that you might be hearing about uh, pest management or wildlife practices or this or that. Um, they really do turn into a friendship over the years with these families. But yeah, they're, these agreements, they're, they're there forever. They ride with the, the, t- the title of the property.
3: And that's something else that I wanted to kind of touch on just a little bit. Uh, I really like the way that you approach that. You know, these are friendships that develop, but also they kind of develop along with the land. The Land Trust does so many great things, not just removing fences, not just building fantastic pathways, and not just conserving land, but also... Helping to improve that land once we get everything settled in, and uh, we we talked last no it was earlier this year about how improving stream flow uh, helps to improve riparian areas, vital critical areas along the banks of streams, creeks, rivers, all of it that bring in more wildlife. That promote more growth of plant life. uh, I think it's just a big win-win, and so that's kind of what you're doing when you go in and visit, right? Hey, I notice your stream isn't really, uh, uh, you know, uh, supporting riparian areas. Do you want to partake in a program to improve that? That's kind of stuff that you're doing, right?
6: Exactly. Uh, Landowners are amazing stewards of their of their land, um, and they care deeply for their properties and. and want to do the best that they can for their properties. And 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 we have a role uh, with these agreements, these properties that have agreements, that we can uh, continue sharing uh, ideas and, and opportunities that they might not have heard of. Whether or not they do all of those projects, that's up to them, right? They have to balance it with their own time and availability and economics and et cetera. But um, sometimes we can even help with some of that funding to, to see some of those uh, opportunities those land stewardship type projects uh come to play on their property
3: i think this is just a great program uh conserving you know like chris said that view shed uh conserving not just land but really a part of sheridan who and what we are in this area and and i think that's that's vitally important i gotta switch gears on you real quick Uh, There's one of the most attended, well-attended programs, Explore History. Uh, I wanted to get this out there for some of our folks. You guys have got a presentation coming up, don't you, Chris?
5: We sure do. Uh, You know, so our next Explore History for December is coming up next Tuesday. That's December 19th. Uh, And it's called A Virtual Float Along Big Goose Creek. And that program is going to be at the TRVCC in Dayton from 1030 a.m. to 12 p.m. And on that tour, you are going to hear tons of stories about history that's occurred all along that creek. You know, from early settlement times when Sheridan was just getting founded uh, to stories from fairly recently. And, of course, a whole lot of uh, Native American and plain stories as well as prehistory. So uh, it'll be a fantastic opportunity to come and learn. And that program's free, as is our January Explore History program, which is going to be a virtual drive down the Black Diamond Trail. And you may be asking yourself, why are they doing virtual things? And we're doing that because, as we know, the winter weather here in uh, Sheridan County can be uh, virtually unpredictable. (laughs)
3: <laughs> and a little unforgiving, right? Uh,
5: it, incredibly, especially if you go try to take that drive down the Black Diamond Trail. That's actually one we've had to cancel before when we've done it because of bad weather, both in April and in November. So uh, we thought this is a safer option in order to be able to get people together and be able to enjoy it. Uh, so the,
3: just Real quick, would you describe to me what I'm going to see? Uh, how how do I see this? Is this like camera or, or still pictures, videos? What what are we looking at?
5: Uh, so it ultimately winds up being videos, but some of those videos are comprised of uh, still images as well as audio recordings and uh, narrator over the top of it. Uh, and in particular, uh, The Black Dot, or excuse me, the Goose Creek, the Big Goose Creek virtual tour has had a lot of on-site filming of different aspects of it. So these are ways to be able to learn and be able to experience what's out there, even if we can't quite get out there and truly experience it.
3: Yeah. So in a way, this is almost kind of like a little mini documentary on an area that we know very well.
5: Yeah, that's exactly what it would be.
3: Well, that sounds really exciting. How do we access these?
5: Uh, So with this virtual drive down the Black Diamond Trail, we're holding it at the Hub on Smith on January 9th from 10 to 1130 a.m. And again on January 16th up at the TRVCC in Dayton from 1030 a.m. to 12 noon. Bring your memories. Share your stories. There's always an opportunity to do that at Explore History. Uh, And these events are free to attend. Oh, so that's
3: fantastic. We're not sitting at home watching these things. We get to go watch this together and then have discussions afterwards.
6: That's an important part of them for certain, yeah, is that that time together. And as we pivot from explore Histories, we have a whole other group of successful programs, our discovery sessions. Uh, They kind of quiet down a little bit during the summer months, but our... Our next discovery session will be, our next discovery discovery session will be learning how to Nordic ski with the Black Mountain Nordic Club, which will be February 11th. We'll have a uh, avalanche basic level avalanche awareness with Bridger Teton Avalanche Center, uh, February 23rd and 24th, and uh, probably the biggest thing be, in front of Chris and I here in the le- next month or so. What?
5: We also have the fly fishing film tour coming up on uh, Saturday, February 3rd at the Y O theater. Uh, That's an event with fly shop of the big horns and all of the proceeds are going to SCLT. So we'll have more details for all of those on our website at Sheridan CLT like communitylandtrust.org very soon. But what you can do today is you can visit our website because we have the $40,000 holiday challenge match open. And Uh, That's an opportunity where your gifts will be matched dollar for dollar or a new and increased monthly gift will be matched three dollars for every one dollar. So that means you can double or quadruple your impact, which means you can create more explore history programs, more discovery sessions, more unplugs. You can help local families conserve their land. You can help build more trail. You can help do everything sheridan community land trust does uh it's a fantastic opportunity and you can make your gift today at sheridan clt like community land org and hit the donate button
3: brad chris thank you guys so much you guys are always so dependable coming in SCLT is always doing so much within the community. I love talking about it. I love promoting these things because it's all very Sheridan. Thank you. Merry Christmas, gentlemen.
6: Thanks. You too, Floyd. Appreciate the time and the opportunity.
3: You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930, KROE, and 103.9 FM, Sheridan.
1: First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Compass Center for Families is receiving these funds for random drawing.
2: Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty, or click the link on SheridanMedia.com.
1: The grand reopening of Legacy Diamond and Gems with their total store remodel is complete and better than ever. With Christmas just around the corner, stop into their exquisitely remodeled store and see the latest jewelry designs. Legacy Diamond and Gems, where quality jewelry at an affordable price is always in style. Their staff of jewelry professionals are always ready to assist you in finding that perfect gift of fine jewelry that says, I love you. Legacy Diamond and Gems. 11 North Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Jingle all the way to savings this December with Perry's Trailer Sales. Spectacular year-end blowout. Picture this, nine flatbed trailers, three dump box trailers, all priced to jingle your bells before the end of the year. Now, if you're on the hunt for a sturdy flatbed or reliable dump box, look no further. Perry's Trailer Sales is your one-stop sleigh ride to the North Pole. Santa's helpers are standing by to assist you, but you better hurry. There's a limited number of these flatbeds and dump box trailers that are getting blown out. Perry's Trailer Sales, year-end blowout 2516 Coffee Avenue. Ready for a new career? McDonald's restaurants in children have an excellent opportunity for you. McDonald's is on the lookout for full-time shift managers to lead the team to success starting at an impressive $21 per hour. This open to close position, including weekends, offers stability and opportunities for advancement. This shift manager position has a starting pay of $21 per hour. Visit mchire.com to submit your application online or stop by any share to McDonald's location to pick up an application. McDonald's is an equal opportunity employer. News Talk 930, now on 103.9 FM.
5: News Talk 930. They